section five of mysteries of london volume four this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. mysteries of london volume four by george w m reynolds old death in the dungeon it was five o'clock in the evening of the following day and old death was crouched up like a wild beast upon his bed in the dungeon which was now lighted by the lamp that esther de medina had given him his natural emaciation had so frightfully increased that he seemed but a skeleton in the clothes which hung upon him as if they had never been made for one so thin as he the skirts of his old grey coat were wrapped around his wasted shanks for though it was now the month of may yet it was cold in that dungeon his countenance was wan and ghastly but its expression was little calculated to excite pity for anything more diabolically ferocious than the old miscreant's aspect cannot be well conceived his face was the horrible reflex of a mind filled with passions and longings of so savage and inhuman a nature that the mere thought makes one shudder she will come presently he muttered to himself with a kind of subdued growling which indicated the fury of his pent-up rage she will come presently he repeated his eyes glaring like those of a hyena beneath his shaggy overhanging brows and perhaps it will be for to-day who knows she may think me penitent enough to be no longer dangerous and then then he paused and ground his jaws savagely together as if they were filled with teeth and his hands were clenched with such spasmodic violence that the long nails ran into the palms for two months and a half he continued at length and still musing to himself has the fiend the infernal wretch my mortal enemy kept me here for two months and a half have i been his prisoner perdition seize upon him that man was sent into the world to be my ruin to thwart me to persecute me from the moment i ever met him six or seven months ago all has gone wrong with me but the day of vengeance must and shall come yes vengeance vengeance though it costs me my life ah he fancies that i am ignorant of his secret and yet i understand it all now yes all all rapid as was the gleam of the lamp which showed me his features the first time he ever visited me here so quick did i a light flash to my mind so quick did the truth break upon me yes yes i understand it all now and he chuckled in a scarcely audible manner yet the more horribly menacing because it was so subdued and low but how can it be how could he have been saved he asked himself in his sombre musings then after a brief pause during which he rocked to and fro on the bed he continued never mind the how that such is the fact i am confident and that is enough for me yes yes that is enough for me fool that i was ever for a moment to suspect him to be lord ellingham and yet i should have clung to this belief had not the lamp glared upon his face as he darted out of the cell ah ah he little thinks that i know him now that i have known him ever since the moment when the light showed me his features blackened as they were ah ah again chuckled old death 
i fancy that i have lulled them into an idea of my penitence they imagine that the work of reformation has begun with me ah i played my cards well there i did not whine and weep too soon i appeared to be precious tough and precious obstinate and my slow conversion seemed all the more natural they will fall all the easier into the snare they at this moment a slight noise at the door of the cell made the ancient miscreant start and he instantaneously composed his features into as mournful and sanctimonious an expression as such a horribly hang-dog countenance could possibly assume the trap-door opened and a sweet musical voice said i am here again according to my promise you see that i do not desert you ah my dear young lady cried old death affecting a tremulous tone you are too good to such a dreadful sinner as i have been my god when i think of all the atrocity that i once planned against you i feel inclined to implore you to depart from even the vicinity of such a wretch as me have you not been already assured that you are fully and completely forgiven in reference to the wickedness to which you allude demanded the young lady whose beautiful countenance was now plainly visible to old death through the grating over the aperture in the door yes miss de medina returned the wretch assuming a still more penitent tone but i cannot forgive myself you are an angel dear young lady and i am a demon i know i am all last night i endeavoured to read the bible that you gave me yesterday but i cannot settle my mind to the task i want some one to read it to me if only for half an hour every day but this cannot be i am aware it cannot you the only person living that could have made such an impression upon me are afraid to enter my cell you told me so yesterday but am i not a human being am i a wild beast ah dear young lady i could not injure you and the old miscreant appeared to weep do you think it would console you if i were to place confidence in you enter your cell and read you a portion of the word of god why do you tantalize an old old man who is miserable enough as it is asked old death in return to this question do you suppose that i am not weighed down to the very dust by an awful load of crime if you are afraid to come into the cell send me a clergyman but no no he added as if yielding to the sudden influence of a second thought i will pray with no one but yourself you have been my good angel you first touched my heart i must wait till you have sufficient confidence in me to follow up the blessed work you have already begun so well yes yes even if i must remain here for a whole year i will not receive consolation from any one but you if i only thought that you were so far advanced in the path of penitence can you doubt it hastily demanded the prisoner have you such little confidence in your own powers of persuasion oh my dear young lady continued the wretch falling upon his knees on the floor of the cell and joining his hands together have pity upon me have pity upon me your mistrust of me pierces like a dagger to my heart i crave i long to be able to show you my gratitude and that can only be by proving my contrition dear young lady have mercy on an old old man who would embrace the very ground on which you tread it would be wicked it would be a crime to refuse your demand said the sweet musical voice now tremulous with emotion over whom the demon-hearted hypocrite called his good angel stay i will fetch the key and on my return i will read the bible to you 
and the hebrew lady hurried away from the vicinity of the dungeon and having ascended the spiral stone staircase with rapid steps entered the apartment usually inhabited by the blackamoor but he was not there and she paused uncertain how to act for she now remembered that he had gone out for a short time immediately after giving her certain instructions relative to the conduct she was to maintain towards old death i should not like to do this without his consent she murmured to herself and yet the prisoner is so penitent so contrite that it would be a sin nay a crime not to confirm the salutary impression which is now so strong upon him yes yes she continued i will take this step upon my own responsibility surely he will not blame me for thus exceeding his instructions when the cause is so good and the need seems so urgent thus speaking she took down a large key from a nail inside a cupboard and retraced her way to the subterranean in the meantime during the ten minutes which her absence lasted old death was agitated by a thousand conflicting thoughts at one moment an infernal joy filled his heart and he rubbed his hands together in horrible and fiend-like glee at the next instant his countenance became convulsed with the hideous workings of his fears lest something should occur to prevent the jewess from entering his cell he seemed to live an age in that ten minutes and he felt that if the terrific excitement which he thus endured were to last for an hour it would crush and overwhelm him all the worst passions of his diabolical nature were set in motion like the waves of the sea and in that short space of time were awakened feelings which for intensity of awful spite and inveterate malignity were probably never before nor since paralleled in the breast of man at length there was a slight rustling of a silk dress and the sound of a gentle though hasty tread in the passage without and in a few moments the beautiful countenance of the jewess appeared at the grated aperture blessed young lady exclaimed old death suddenly exercising an immense mastery over his ferocious passions and assuming a tone of mingled gratitude and hope heaven grant that the step which i am now taking may have a permanently beneficial effect said the jewess in a voice profoundly sincere as she placed the key in the lock then with her gentle hands she drew back the massive bolts and in another moment she entered the dungeon in which the greatest miscreant that ever disgraced human nature was crouched upon the bed like a tiger ready to spring from its lair for upwards of a minute this dreadful man could scarcely believe his eyes could scarcely credit his own senses was it possible that she was there there in his presence there in his power it appeared to be a dream and a momentary dizziness seized upon him give me the bible said the jewess taking the chair and do you draw near me here is the book observed old death in a deep tone which might well be mistaken for the sign of solemn feelings and was indeed so interpreted the lady placed the sacred volume upon the table before her and began to turn over its leaves in order to find the passage which she deemed most appropriate and suitable for the circumstances of the occasion having discovered the chapter which she sought she raised her eyes towards old death's countenance in order to assure herself that he was in readiness for her to begin but a sudden sensation of horror and apprehension seized upon her as she caught a glimpse of the diabolical expression of those features on which the pale light of the flickering lamp fell with sinister effect then with a howl 
of ferocious rage that old man whom the deep craving after a bloody vengeance now rendered as strong as a giant that old man precipitated himself upon the terrified jewess with all the fury of a ravenous monster the chair broke down beneath the shock and with dreadful shrieks and appalling screams the hebrew lady fell upon the dungeon floor held tight in the grasp of the miscreant who was uppermost in another instant those shrieks and screams yielded to subdued moans for his fingers had fixed themselves round her throat like an iron vice desperate desperate were her struggles the struggles of the agony of death but benjamin bones seemed to gather energy and force from the mere act of this strong resistance and as his grasp tightened round his victim's neck low but savage growls escaped his lips by degrees the struggling grew less violent and a gurgling sound succeeded the moans of the jewish lady tighter and more tightly still were pressed the demon's fingers until his long nails entered her soft and palpitating flesh oh it was horrible horrible this scene of ruthless murder in that subterranean dungeon at length the movements of the victim became mere convulsive spasms but her large dark eyes now unnaturally brilliant glared up at old death fixedly and appallingly nevertheless he was not terrified he was not stricken with remorse no still still he clung to his victim his own eyes looking down ferociously into hers and the workings of his countenance displaying a fiend-like triumph a savage glory in the awful deed which he was perpetrating nearly five minutes had elapsed from the instant when the murderer first sprang upon the unfortunate jewess and now suddenly starting to his feet he seized the lamp and dashed it upon her head a low moan escaped her and all was silent yes all was silent and all was darkness too for the light had been extinguished and old death precipitated himself from the dungeon he hurried along the subterranean which he knew so well hurried along towards the spiral staircase wondering whether he should be enabled to effect his escape yet almost reckless and desperate as to what might become of him now that his savage vengeance was accomplished he ascended the stone steps he entered the room which had for years and years served him as a bedchamber before he had been compelled to dispose of the house to lord ellingham he passed into the laboratory and as yet he had proceeded without interruption joy joy he should escape yet the adjoining room now fitted up as a handsome parlour was likewise untenanted at the moment joy joy he is descending the staircase leading to the hall is it possible that he will escape fortune seems to favour the diabolical murderer and his hand is now upon the latch of the front door he stands as it were once more upon the threshold of that great world which is so wide and has so many channels for the machinations of the wicked the house seems deserted not a questioning voice falls upon his ear not the step of a human foot save his own interrupts the silence of the place yes it appears as if escape be now a certainty escape for him who dared not hope for it and did not even think of it when intent on the all-absorbing scheme of his vengeance and now the front door opens to his touch but ah he has blood upon his hands the blood that had flowed from the neck of the murdered jewess he starts back he hesitates for a moment but only for a moment old death is not the man to remain long uncertain how to proceed in such a strait thrusting his hands his gore-stained hands into his pockets the demon-hearted monster issues as coolly and calmly from the house as if it were his own and he had nothing to fear the fresh air of heaven untasted by him for ten long weeks comes gushing upon his face he is free he is free ah is the hasty ejaculation which now falls on his ear he looks around a man is bounding flying towards him and in another instant he is in the grasp of the blackamoor 
a short and desperate struggle takes place and a crowd immediately gathers near for the sessions are being held at hicks's hall on clerkenwell green so that the neighbourhood presents the bustling appearance usual on such occasions seize him hold him yells forth old death as his powerful opponent hurls him towards the house door which the miscreant had not closed behind him he is a madman escaped from a lunatic asylum exclaimed the blackamoor horrible apprehensions filling his soul relative to the jewess for his eyes caught sight of the blood upon old death's hands no no i am not a madman shrieked out the latter seize him hold him i say he has escaped the scaffold he is tom rain the highwayman at that dreadful announcement the blackamoor was struck speechless and motionless as if a thunderbolt had fallen at his feet and in the next instant he was in the grasp of dykes and bingham who having business at the sessions house happened to be amongst the crowd gathered at the entrance of red lion street yes seize him hold him tight yelled benjamin bones he is tom rain i tell you his face is coloured purposely but i knew that he is tom rain and hold that miscreant also ejaculated rainford for he indeed the blackamoor was seize him let him not escape he cried recovering the power of speech as his eyes again caught a glimpse of the blood-stained hands of old death there has been murder committed in this house my god my god the crowd had now not only increased to such an extent as to render the way perfectly impassable but a tremendous sensation suddenly seized upon the assemblage the news that tom rain the celebrated highwayman had escaped death by some miraculous means and was once more in custody circulating like wildfire dykes and bingham knowing that in such a case the sympathies of the mob were most likely to turn in favour of the prisoner hurried him and old death into the house whither they were followed by three or four other constables and the door was immediately closed in the face of the crowd and secured within on reaching the sitting-room the first floor the party halted and old death now completely overcome by the excitement of the incidents which had so rapidly succeeded each other in a short half-hour threw himself exhausted into a chair well mr rainford said dykes with something like a malicious grin i am sorry for this business but how in the name of all that's wonderful did you escape after being so deuced well hung as i seed you was with my own eyes silence ejaculated rainford in an imperious tone and come with me at once down below for as sure as you are there murder a horrible murder has been committed by that wretch pointing to old death who now quivered beneath his furious looks and if you doubt it behold the blood upon his hands added tom rain with a cold shudder bring him along with us bingham said dykes addressing his brother officer no no i won't go down there again yelled forth the murderer his countenance becoming convulsed with horror for he was now afraid of his crime in the revulsion of his feelings well let him stay here in custody observed dykes and me and a couple of the runners will go with mr rainford the officer and the two myrmidons whom he had selected accordingly proceeded with tom rain into the room where the trap-door of the spiral staircase had been left open by old death and the constables surveyed each other with mingled apprehension and astonishment you are not afraid exclaimed rainford in a contemptuous tone as he lighted a lamp then with impatient excitement he cried do your duty and come with me life may still be left in her come come yes yes we shall go along with you sure enough growled dykes as he led the way followed by rainford the two runners closing the rear in three minutes more the little party entered the dungeon which had so lately been the prison-house of old death 
and there what a dreadful spectacle met their eyes the murdered lady was stretched upon the floor her countenance horribly discoloured and swollen the forehead completely smashed by the blow inflicted by the lamp which had been dashed at her and her eyes staring with a stony glare as if about to start out of their sockets oh tamar tamar my dearest best beloved tamar cried tom rain in a tone of bitter bitter anguish as he threw himself upon his knees by the side of the corpse the officers rude in heart and rendered obdurate as they were by the very nature of their profession stood back in respectful silence at this outburst of sorrow from the lips of the resuscitated highwayman my god murmured the unhappy man clasping his hands together who shall break these fearful tidings to your father and your sister and will they not reproach me will they not attribute this frightful calamity to that project of reformation which i had devised in behalf of benjamin bones o tamar my dearest tamar who could have foreseen that such a terrible destiny was in store for thee and bowing down his head he wept bitterly suddenly loud voices were heard from the top of the spiral staircase summoning dykes thither come along sir it is useless to remain here cried the officer speaking hastily but respectfully to tom rain who suffered himself to be led away or rather he did not offer any resistance to those who conducted him thence well what now demanded dykes hurrying up the steps at the head of which his friend bingham was continuing to shout after him why don't you know was the reply that government has offered a reward for the discovery of the chap what carried off sir christopher blunt and dr lascelles about that there torrens's affair well what then cried dykes impatiently blowed if it ain't tom rain responded bingham he did it and we've nabbed him so that's a cool two hundred and fifty apiece by goals ejaculated dykes his countenance expanding into the most glorious humour possible as if all remembrance of the horrible scene he had just witnessed were banished from his mind this is good news though he added as he emerged from the staircase into the little back room with which it communicated but how do you know that the chap has kidnapped the knight and the doctor is mr rainford because i've been talking with old ben bones answered bingham and he told me as how he'd been kidnapped too and kept a prisoner down there for a matter of ten weeks and how there was a lot on em and josh pedler and tim splint among the rest so when he mentioned them names i pricks up my ears and i asks him a question or two and i find that they was all kidnapped just at the time that the torrens affair was a making sich a noise so it's a clear case clear enough to be sure exclaimed dykes ben bones doesn't seem to know anything about that affair continued dykes cause why he was lugged off and took down in that there place afore the business was made public by sir christopher and the doctor but i say what has happened below a young woman killed that's all answered dykes so here's a pretty day's business for us bingham a man that had been hung took up fust then a murder discovered and the murder in our power and now this here affair about the government reward well we've been rather slack lately and a little occupation's quite a blessing thus conversing together mr dykes and mr bingham returned to the apartment where old death was still sitting in a chair watched by a couple of constables but the moment rainford who had only a confused idea of what was passing around him was led into that room he started back in horror exclaiming no no i cannot bear to be in the company of this dreadful man old death to whom he pointed grinned in savage triumph but rainford had already rushed back into the laboratory attended by dykes and two runners almost at the same instant the lad caesar who had heard from the crowd outside enough to convince him that rainford had been discovered and also that a person answering the description of old death had first denounced the resuscitated highwayman and had then himself been arrested on a charge of murder caesar we say now made his appearance and threw himself at his master's feet exclaiming wildly oh no 
my generous friend my more than father they shall not take you from us jacob said tom rain raising the distracted youth who was no other than the reader's former acquaintance jacob smith do not yield to grief we have need of all our courage on this occasion i have received a frightful blow wounded i am in the tenderest point oh i can scarcely restrain my anguish while conjuring you to be calm and yet it is necessary to meet my afflictions face to face hasten then to finchley and break the sad intelligence to mr de medina and esther tell them jacob as gently as you can tell them that benjamin bones has crowned all his enormities by my god it is then too true ejaculated the youth covering his face with his hands yes tamar is no more added rainford tears gushing from his eyes my poor wife has been brutally foully murdered by that miscreant jacob smith hurried away his own heart feeling as if it were about to break and now said tom rain suddenly turning towards dykes i appeal to you as men to allow me to superintend the removal of the remains of that lady who was my wife to a chamber in this house and then that duty being performed i shall be ready to accompany you whithersoever you may choose to conduct me we are not particular for an hour or so mr rainford returned dykes indeed it would be better to let the crowd disperse a little and if so be you don't mind staying here a bit we'll wait till dark the evenings is long now you see i should have wished to remain here until the relatives of the deceased lady had time to arrive and take charge of the body interrupted tom rain but i dare not ask such a favour at your hands as it is however i thank you but you must likewise let old ben bone stay here until after dusk at least urged dykes for if it was known to the people outside that it was the ancient fence who had killed a woman they'd be after tearing him to pieces so we must smuggle him out presently rainford gave his consent to the proposition he was too sick at heart too profoundly overwhelmed by misfortune to attempt to argue any question that might arise from the lamentable incidents of that evening End of section five